Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. I'm Greg Simpson. Short mailbag today, I promise. Uh, for real this time. So, I did not get a voicemail from Spencer, which was very concerning. Uh, after the, by the time you get this episode, I got a text message, which uh, makes me worry. Uh, I, was, I, know, I know he's going down to South Carolina, and perhaps he got in a big South Carolina wreck and crashed his bicycle. I'm really, really kind of concerned. Uh, uh, but then a text came in, but really, who knows who that's from? Maybe someone got a hold of his uh, his phone. I don't know. Uh, so not hearing his voice really has me concerned. But uh, anyway, whoever it was that sent this told me to read uh, this text instead um, regarding the, by the time you get this episode, he said, since by the time you get this is a pretty new song, I'm not as familiar with it as most of the other ones. I know the music well, but I honestly never paid attention to the lyrics until I re-listened to it for your episode. It's a really fascinating story, and I'd love to know what was in their head when they wrote it. Also, there was a really great quartet arrangement, and I'd love to hear it with live instruments. Great episode. Thanks, Spencer, if that is your real name. Yes, and thanks to Carrie Hearn for the string arrangement at the last second getting a cover in that we found out existed after taping the episode originally. Also regarding by the time you get this, I got a tweet from Han uh, at Long Tall Weekend on Twitter. By the time you get this has been in my fucking head all day. I've gotten the note already. Let me free. Off topic, though, that song is incredibly catchy and one of the best on I Like Fun. My number one will always be When the Lights Come On. Thank you, Han. I have yet to record that episode, but uh, it's a great one. It got me instantly from the the drum tone, but I'll wait till that episode uh, to talk about that bass drum in there. We do have a voicemail uh, from Marianne McTrow, but just like last episode, she is getting in uh, some thoughts on an episode in real time because she belongs to the Patreon so she has uh, already heard this episode on Door to Door Minotaur, and she has thoughts on Door to Door Minotaur from hearing it a couple days ago. So she's going to get in on it now and at the appropriate point in this episode. I will drop in Marianne uh, in the middle of this conversation with Abby Bash and myself. So uh, you'll hear from Marianne a little bit later. So I think, uh, yeah, let's just get right on to it. Let's... Uh, Let's fly on over to jolly old England to speak with Abby Bash about a very weird and wild song. Door to door, Minotaur. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. On this episode, we have our first international guest. We've got Abby Bash here from Birmingham, England. She is talking to us very, very, very early in the morning or very late at night, whichever you want to call it, from across the pond. And uh, we're going to talk about door-to-door Minotaur off more murderousnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessnessn
episodes could potentially be short. We could potentially kick out both these because, like, even on you know the wiki, there's like nothing. There's nothing. There's no like uh, interpretation. So it's oh, kind of cool oh, in you, a way. You naive thing. You naive thing. I have notes, bitch. I have notes. Yes, I have notes. Look at this. The, I have notes. You're the first guest that's ever uh, called me a name, and uh, I, I I respect <laughs> that. Calling me a I'm bitch. Just like that. I'm, I'm expecting, like that. since you're British, that uh, you're going to throw the word cunt around quite a bit, right? I do not use that word. Oh, I'm, I'm not offended by it. I just don't think to use it or have reason to use it. <laughs> really? I thought like, like, Birmingham people calling everybody cunts. <laughs> cunts. Yeah. You bloody I do. I've, I've been called that word many times. <laughs> Is it? But it's so, just like a thing. It's friendly. Yeah. So even towards a woman? It doesn't. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, there's. Some people get offended by it because obviously it's it's that word, but I um yeah I don't know it's just it's less powerful over here I think right it it sounds like Australians use it even more casually from <laughs> yeah yeah what I've heard yeah yeah but they're they're all descended from criminals over there so <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> Well, this is an international podcast, and we're going to besmirch <laughs> the good name of every country that you and I are not in. Yes, currently. So, <laughs> although they might be giants, are going to be in Australia. So, you got to be nice about Australia. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And they put out that pretty good live album of Flood in Australia a couple of years mm. ago. I'd like to go to Australia sometime. We travel a lot. I mean, my wife, like I said, is a professor. We mostly go to Spanish-speaking countries. She can also speak Portuguese, so we've been to Brazil, too. Um, Mostly we go to Mexico, which doesn't seem as exotic to most people. Though Mexico is awesome, but most— I would love to go to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Most people in Indiana especially— uh, haven't even been outside of Indiana, let alone the country. Mm. And they're like, Mexico? That's scary. Like, they would think, oh like, um, yeah, there's a bunch of pussies out here. They're, um, so hard. And just like, there's a lot of closed minded people everywhere. I mean, that's why Trump is our president here. Yeah. Because they're afraid of, we've had, they're afraid of immigrants. But you got, you got Brexit going on over there. Let's make this a political podcast. I refuse. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no. Uh, don't get me started. Um, Anywho, yeah, Mexico <laughs> is awesome, and you should go, and it's not scary. It's just like going to any other big city. It's like yeah, if you visited London, you wouldn't be like, okay, what's You like, should be scared if you go into London. <laughs> but there's like good neighborhoods of any big city, and there's oh, bad, yeah. scary how, neighborhoods. That's just how the world works. That's just yeah, how it works. Right? But people, like, not only do they see Mexico City as scary, they see the entire country. They're like, they're all criminals, just like that's Trump says. That's because they're racist. <laughs> Yeah, it is racist, but people are scared to go to Mexico. I'm like, it's just like if you go, you know, I'm only two and a half hours from Chicago. That's where I was for the holidays. Two and a half hours from Chicago. And there are plenty of places in downtown Chicago I wouldn't go. Yeah. But there are lots of places that I really like to go. And just like Mm -hmm. any big city, don't be an idiot and don't walk around with your tour guide, like with your little book that says like, (laughs) Welcome to Mexico, and you're like, "Ooh, what's going on over here?" And then your purse is gone. So just don't yeah. do that, and you'll be fine. I don't know. So this is a travel <laughs> podcast. This is called. This might be a travel <laughs> podcast. Um. So 
Abby, is your is is your last name really Bash, or is that like a screen? That name? is my real last name. Bash. Yeah. Do you do you have brothers that go by the Bash brothers? <laughs> I do actually. I actually do have five brothers. Five brothers. I do. Yeah. Oh, That's any si- any sisters? No. That's scary. But, but I'm the youngest. Yeah. Uh, of six children, so it's like obviously they just kept having children until they had a girl. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah, we we got one right away. All right, right girl, first first try, and I'm fine with that because I'm. Uh, I think I'm more girly than manly. Anyway, I'm 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 what digging is gender. It. Exactly. What is gender? It's like again about being in Indiana. It's like we went to a, a function, like because I'm a music teacher, right? And we went to a holiday party. And I'm like, I'm glad I hang out with the wives most of the time. All elementary schools, it's all women. Like, I'm the only the only male teacher uh, at both the schools I work at. And, like, I see their husbands. And the one, <laughs> the one guy had a shirt. So he's got a big-ass beard. So just, like, w- picture what you think, like, an American, like, farm boy would look like. Mm-hmm. And his shirt says... Keep calm and reload and has like a fucking automatic rifle on it. Oh my god. And I was like, honey, should we leave? I'm like, this man <laughs> I like is terrible. Like, like, and his wife uh was uh I think she's like one of the the aides there, one of the teachers' aides or something. But um I'm like, I you know, I I'm I wanna hang out with with the women because you mm-hmm. guys are terrifying, like you're going to go drag someone behind a car after the party. Like, what? <laughs> oh, dark, dark humor. I grew up on They Might Be Giants, so I appreciate dark humor. So should we yeah. talk about They Might Be Giants? If you want. <laughs> I just want to hear Please more about watch. England. I'm fascinated. Uh, some Other than They Might Be Giants, so much of my favorite music has come from the UK. Oh, yeah, you did say. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to I want to tour the UK badly, but now that we have a baby, touring with the band is much more. There's it's a whole other level of complexity. But with then, book, the, but then the baby can experience England too. Yeah, but then we have to pay someone to come and be like the road babysitter. I'll do it. I'll do <laughs> well, it. Well, okay, honey. Guess what? <laughs> no, she's already in bed because the baby is exhausting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> guess what? We're Fun. going on tour. I'm going to start booking it tomorrow. Uh, we'll go to Birmingham. First stop, pick you up. <laughs> Thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> okay, so um, we are here to talk about Door to Door Minotaur. Yeah. Off of the most recent, I mean, I guess they put out two things on the same day. Uh, My Murdered Remains, and technically it's off the Four. second disc, More Murdered Remains, if you really want to get technical. Because um, they recorded a crapload of songs this year and sprinkled mm-hmm. them amongst these different releases. So, as you listeners know, my guests are the one to pick the songs, and I was trying to find someone to uh, do one of these new, new, new songs about. So, Abby, why did you choose "Door to Door Minotaur"? Um, there are so many reasons. One, because it's just a good song. Um. Too because uh, it was a response to, uh, to the de- about the death of Hardy Fox, who was the founder of the Residence. Uh huh. 
Um, Are you a big Residents fan? I am, but I I really do like them. Um, but I think more than it being because I'm a fan of them, it's because if you kind of <laughs> look at uh, Flans and his love for the Residents, uh-huh. I think it really that is the thing that's kind of you can it, it brings out a lot of reasons as to why the band do a lot of stuff like they do and especially yeah. um the first few albums right which is like when the residents will bring out more stuff and obviously uh the two johns were kind of that was when they were still taking in influences and they were impressionable kind of, Young yeah, exactly. musicians, yeah, yeah, definitely finding their voice. Yeah, if I if I had to guess, I would say Flansburg is the bigger residence fan. Oh, he loves them. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. <laughs> they are weird. I would not say I'm a big fan. I'm I'm I appreciate what they do, and I think you should school the the listeners of this podcast on the residence a little bit because um, I've only heard little bits of theirs and. To me, personally, I will say I can appreciate them for influencing They Might Be Giants, but the problem is that the residents, they have, they're have they just a bunch of Flansbergs, and they don't have any Linnells. <laughs> <laughs> well, as like the prime Flans fan of the world, which is a title I've given myself, that explains why I like them so much. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like. I think maybe that's why I like them so much. Maybe that's why I like Flans so much, because... Um, I don't know. Were you I a mean, fan but, of They Might Be Giants before you were a fan of The Residents or, or the other way? Um, They Might Be Giants first, but the thing is, um, uh, I don't know, like The Residents were always in the background, but similar mm-hmm. to how They Might Be Giants was always in the background before I even knew who they were. Um, right. Yeah, okay, well, let's talk about that. When did, uh, we'll get back to the residents. When did you first uh, hear, well, since you brought that up, when did you first hear They Might Be Giants? I mean, you are, you're a youngin. You're going to turn 21 pretty soon. Yeah, true. But she can already Uh, drink people. Don't feel too sorry for her. She's in England, so she can drink already. Feel sorry for me because I have no (laughs) (laughs) self-control. You, well, you're young. You're, you're allowed to be wild and crazy. That's kind of, uh, now's the time to do it. Thank you for the permission. Yep, there you go. In case your mom didn't say, in case your mum didn't say so, I actually say mom. So, really, I, say mom. Well, I grew up in Chicago, in Chicago. So, people, I, I don't know if you know anything about different accents throughout, you know, America. But I know what accents are. Yes. Yeah. When I first, well, <laughs> I I know what an accent is. I mean, other than like <laughs> Texas and like you know New York and such, Sh- Chicago. Just saying the word Chicago, I don't. I, I think I think being in Indiana for 15 years has worked that out of me a little bit. But people always used to think I said "mom" weird and "dad." Like <laughs> anyway, so you so you don't say "mum." Um, it's because I'm from Birmingham. Okay. Um, people around here just say "mom" instead of "mum." It's just like a weird thing that I don't know why it exists. Huh. Okay, so so. So your 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 mom gave you permission to be wild and crazy. So anyway, you got into They Might Be Giants. How old? Um, just after. Well, I think 2014. Um, that was like yesterday. I, I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, <laughs> but that that was it was a different. I that 
that was a different type of fandom. I think I seriously started getting into them, into them about two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I think just bef- maybe just before I like fun came out, maybe mm, around well, that, that was time. that was just uh, I mean that was less than a year ago. So was Glean the first album, the the album that was new when the phone phone power was the one that was new, okay, which Damn. I love. I love that album so much. Yeah, that if if you like the weird stuff, Phone Flans- Power weird. <laughs> I feel like Flansburg. Well, I feel like Flansburg is the. Um, And I definitely think I should have you on one of the exclusive Patreon episodes because I plan to do many battle royales between the Johns and get someone who prefers Linnell and someone who prefers Flansburg and I'll moderate like a debate, like a battle and you can, you can be on team Flans. (laughs) But that's what will make for good listening. That, that'll be great. So yeah, phone power is great and I love their weird stuff and it's like well it's like the residents like I said they've got no Linnell they don't have the pop guy I mean Flansburg can write a pop hook but like if you know John Linnell's solo stuff like state songs I don't know if you've heard heard state songs it's amazing it's amazing and it's got his you know he's got weirdness too but he's more pop than weird and Flansburg is more weird than pop or something and so when they combine (laughs) that's when it's perfect that's when it's perfect Right, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, phone power, man. This is this is wild to me. Phone, <laughs> phone power was the first album you heard. That is, uh, that's blowing my mind right now, and I feel well, I mean, so old. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Phone power is the first album that I heard listening to it as an album. Uh-huh. But um, even as a twenty-year-old, the uh, when I got into them and uh, began to reflect on the stuff that. I grew up listening to, mm-hmm. um, which, even which as, was yeah. Well, just I'm just on about like pop culture in general, like just because you know they just pop up everywhere, but which is times ten in America. But even in England, right? I I got into them and then started reflecting on the fact that they were just they were popped up everywhere, um, but still people didn't really know who they were because the like in America it's a completely different thing because. I don't, well, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they're much more of a household name over there. Mm, Whereas yeah. over here, it's like, oh, boss of me, because Malcolm right, in the Middle right. was really big. Right. Um, but that, that's still so interesting to me because um, you would think that there would be a cutoff in England, but there mm. just isn't. Um, yeah. Hmm. It's cool. It's cool, baby. It's cool. Um, okay, so... And I'd imagine you're okay. So since you're, I mean, you're. It, this is a unique perspective as far as this podcast goes. So far, I've had. Um, I think I told you I'm going to have one of my students on uh, in the near future, and Aww. my oldest uh, guests so far have been my parents. They are on the Istanbul episode, which is airing next week. Uh, as of the time of recording this. And yeah, it's great because my dad's a history and geography buff. So he actually gets into why uh, <laughs> Constantinople became Istanbul and wow. all of that. So we're you know, learning we today. Really get into the weeds. Well, it's They Might Be Giants. If, you know, no, no one who's a fan of, a big fan of They Might Be Giants is going to be like, all right, nerds, stop telling me facts about things. Okay. <laughs> God, you know, so that's, right. So yeah, we like learning. Especially as older <laughs> folks like me. And you're a university. You're supposed to like learning too. I love learning. What are you studying, by the way? Uh, fine art. 
There you go. Which explains everything. There Which you explains go. Everything. Yeah. Do you what? What's your what's your medium? I do portrait painting. Are they really weird portraits? They can be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are fans. Some of them are fans. <laughs> oh, you got okay. I, I well, let me promote your art. You gotta you gotta make some. Uh, Make one custom for the pod when you get a chance, and we'll make it like it could be. Oh my god, I would totally our, love to do that. Another one of our logos. That'd yes. be perfect. Or it could be like me, like hugging the Johns and be like, "Yeah, boy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though I've never met them, uh, I think I I could have at one of the concerts, and I was just like, ah, "I'm like, I like them too much. I'm gonna make a fool of myself. I just won't go over there." You fool. The f- this, you making a fool of yourself was you not taking that chance. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Minotaurs, though. I say, I you, you do want to know something crazy? I say Minotaur. <laughs> Minotaur. Yeah. You are crazy. I'm yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, you you Brits pronounce a lot of things, even like despite the accent that I wouldn't expect. Like even the way you say America, you stick an extra, you stick like an R in there. America. Where? Wait, where's the R? <laughs> See, now you're, you're concentrating too hard. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, it's all about the which which part of the word you emphasize. Right, right. Is what I think that's what makes us different. That yeah. is what separates us. <laughs> that's what make, makes us all unique and special snowflakes. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the lyrics. I'm trying to think about the way he says Minotaur in the song. Because you could say almost yeah. like even like an American say Minotaur or Minotaur. Minotaur, yeah, it's it's a it's it's up there. No one knows how to say it. He resembled a Minotaur, Minotaur, <laughs> Minotaur, and then he talks about Frankenstein. Anyway, we were talking about. I guess circle back around. I'm like all over the place here. I'm just too fascinated with your Britishness. It's really throwing me. It's throwing me off. <laughs> And just being jealous of how young you are because I am falling apart over here. Don't be jealous of my um, ignorance and lack of wisdom. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so smart. No, my wife's the smart one in the family here. Um, My dog's sitting over there, though. She's the dumbest one. I can guarantee that. Let's see. Leela. Oh. Hey, wake up, dog. She doesn't want to wake up. You see her she knows. Room. She knows what to do. She's that's the. Up. That's her podcasting place. When I podcast, she when she's, she's done. She's a valid like, member of this podcast. When she's done, like tearing up the carpet, that's where she lays. So the residents greatly influenced mm-hmm. this song, admittedly by Flansburg. Well, um, I think less an influence. It's like more. They did a homage because sure, Hardy Hardy Fox died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that his real name? I have no idea. But they're, they're all very. I think it, yeah, it is his real name. Yeah, yeah. Because it sounds almost yeah. like, uh, it sounds a like it could be name. like an actor's name. like <laughs> A porn actor's name. Yeah. Pff, yeah. Hey, Hardy Fox. <laughs> I'm a fox. Uh, tell us about the residents. I am only the most casual of fans, mainly in like in, in the past, just being curious about them because I know that they might be giants like them. And then I'll mm-hmm. watch like a video and I'll be like, this is weird, but um, where's the catchy melody? Oh, like, right. So, so basic. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm a basic bitch. You've already called me a bitch once. You're going to do it again. 
Can I do it yeah. again? I dare you. I always call you a bitch. I, dare, uh, I will hang up this call. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay, so, the, residents, the residents. Yeah, tell us about the residents. They've been around a long, long time, and I know very yeah. little. Since the 70s. Um, Which is like the yeah. Stone Ages to you. It's, it's like before my ages. time. Before my time, even. I was born in 1981. So they. when did they form? Uh, I'm looking to... I don't know the exact date. Um, the first album was 1974. Yeah. Meet the Residents. The album yeah. to take on the Beatles. Meet the Beatles. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think this the the big the reason why it's so important and why I wanted to bring it up is because they aren't a band at all. They're a music well collective, mm-hmm. music art collective. Sure. And I think that is the most important thing about. Um, maybe what separates they might be giants to other bands maybe <laughs> I think definitely for me it's important because um, maybe what you were talking about earlier about Linnell and Flans being two kind of opposite sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. um, definitely uh, in the in the first few albums when they're young and wanted to do crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like, there was loads of, uh, uh, I think maybe the most obvious example would be the choreography in, right. The, right. in the, in the earlier music videos, like that you can so tell that was based from performance art and <laughs> like, right, it wasn't, right. It wasn't them trying to be cool, like nothing about this. <laughs> yeah, like, they've never wasn't... they've never worried about that, and I, I love d- them I think, for it. Yeah, exactly. But I think Flans definitely made a point to say that that there wasn't meaning behind the choreography, but it was like a placeholder. But it was still them trying to separate themselves from every other MTV music video that would be playing before and after them. That was right. um, basically just people lip syncing. Um, um. Yeah, yeah, he has had, said that he does not like lip syncing in music videos, but he's been talked into it a number of times, it seems, because they they do lip sync a lot. But then they add in the weird stuff, wear things on their heads for that yeah, uh, don't make any sense exactly. to anyone other exactly. than us fans, right? Yeah, well, but that's <laughs> the thing. That's why that's why this um, this song that the uh, fans did was is so. It, that's why it struck me so much because it was really kind of like a callback to those kind of the earlier albums that I know that people love so much because, uh, well, I don't know because because it had so, like it had something that people thought oh only they might be they might be trying to have this, um, right. where whereas I think it's really important to kind of make note of the fact that. Um, a lot of these things were influenced from uh, performance artists that they were surrounded by at the time. Because when they were doing concerts in the early days, it was it wasn't a concert venues; it was at venues where people were doing performance art before and after them. Right. Which is like that's obviously going to influence what they're doing. And when they um, did do concerts, it was with like bands that were more you know quote unquote punk or whatever. So they yeah, were exactly. always a band that kind of didn't quite. They kind of fit in in a bunch of different circles but didn't completely fit in in any circle. And I, I think... But that's like, I, that's that's like the pinnacle of art rock, right? That's the pinnacle of art punk, maybe. No one is like you. Yeah, you're... you're. Yeah, I mean, the idea of punk was to 
be different and weird. And I mean, who's more weird than they might be giants? I mean, the the residents, Frank Zappa. I mean, there's a lineage of people that mm-hmm. musicians that really like to just make people scratch their heads. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and they definitely you know car- carry on that torch. And they still have weird fucking songs. I mean. I showed a friend of mine who's not a fan. I showed him the I Like Fun video, <laughs> and he was like, what the hell is going on? Like, he's into some really weird stuff, um, and I think I need to try to win him over. I may actually, like, force him onto an episode just to, like, try to win him over. That uh, would be interesting. Yeah, well, I think it might be, like, again, one of these exclusive episodes because it wouldn't be about a particular song. It would be about me taking my really punk friend who's really into punk and metal and horror movies and that's mm-hmm. why I showed him the video because it's fucking grisly. Like that cartoon, it is. it is messed up. And he was like, "Well, that was pretty cool." I'm like, "See, dude, I'm gonna make you into a fan. Like, yeah. they're not like like metal or something, <laughs> but they get dark." Yeah, but yeah. I think I think the mistake that people make, especially with the stuff that Flans makes, mm-hmm. um. It's like, the, this isn't music that you, well, I feel like it isn't music that you are listening. It's not easy listening. It's not, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's catchy melody, melodies. Sometimes it's really interesting melodies. But uh, with music like that, you have to listen to it, understand it, and then listen to it again. And that's when it becomes easy listening. That's when it's like, oh, I'm listening to the song that has these like weird ass concepts. Uh-huh. Um, um, but you really have to kind of get, break through that barrier first before right, right. it becomes that. I know. Like sometimes I forget. I mean, like for me, I've, I've been a, they might be giants fan since I, I think I nailed it down to like 1993 or 94. And mm-hmm. so like just at the tail end of their duo era and then John Henry, I guess would have been the first album that came out when I was a fan, but Apollo 18 was the first thing I properly heard. Um, and so, like, these weird songs have been with me for so long. But if if I if you just think about, like, I could sing Fingertips from beginning to end, and I know each part that comes next. But if I put that on at, like, let's say I throw it on at my New Year's Eve party, people <laughs> would be like, what the hell is this? They'd be like, what are you playing? And to me, I'm like, what? It's Fingertips, but they might be yeah. giants. And they'd be like, who? What? Oh, the Boss of Me band. This song yeah. doesn't sound like Boss of Me. Why was that song <laughs> only 10 seconds? Like, they would be yeah. just horrified or perplexed, one of the two. But, so, but like, maybe... to us, like, Flansburg stuff, uh, to us, we really appreciate it. But I think the Flansburg songs, especially the early ones, like you said, are the ones that probably were, like, the gatekeeper for the band, where it's like, if you don't like Chess Piece Face... You probably should just, you know, go just leave now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's all stuff like that. It's about context. Like sure. if you're hearing a song, if you're hearing a song about without context, um, you can't kind of understand it. You can't, you can't project stuff onto it. You can't kind of, you can't take something and then give it a deeper meaning because there is no context. It just sounds like gibberish to you. Right. right. But like, I think maybe the the art of loving Flans' stuff is by understanding him and kind uh-huh. of seeing where he's coming from, um, because like he's he's had um, he he did fine art at college, right. um, 
he he grew up with the residents. He um, it's just stuff like that, like that being able to know that and then appreciate the references when they come up, and also just appreciating the fact that he is doing whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. <laughs> which I really appreciate. And that's but, punk. But that's it's punk not like, right there is what that is. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like an educated doing whatever he wants. It's him doing whatever he wants um, as a result of appreciating music to like the nth degree and just mm. like being completely productive creatively all of the time, which <laughs> is just like, that is so cool, I think. <laughs> and I think yeah, you're also definitely, a really big... You're getting well, into them at... I mean, they've always been prolific, but to get into them at phone power when they were coming off like a huge string of songs and then they put out Glean and then they put out I Like Fun and then they did a whole year's worth of songs. Like you are really stepping in at like a very fruitful time in the band's career. But maybe maybe without that, I wouldn't be so in, into them right now. I think... You know, they've always, I mean, if you go, you know, what you would really like, if you haven't heard this yet, there was a bootleg made called, I mean, just like the song on, um, is it the last song on More Murdered Remains? Uh, uh, what is it? The Power of Dialogue song. Oh my God, I love that so much. <laughs> there, yes. Well, there is, if you go on YouTube and you search the Power of Dialogue song, you will find that that is the name of a bootleg compilation that was made at some point in the early 90s. Even last time I checked the wiki, they didn't know when it was made, but somebody put together, somebody compiled all, maybe, of like the the old cassette or answering machine songs um, and made two compilations. There's the Power of Dial Song 1 and the Power of Dial Song 2, and each one is over an hour of just mm-hmm. weirdest shit and like, is, that, is that the one that has like side two on it and stuff like um weep day you know, um hold on i'm gonna i'll just uh edit out it's right really it's really funny because i was having a conversation uh last week i think well a twitter conversation because um i tweeted about the end of see the constellation because mm-hmm. um you know the bit that at the very end that just sounds like complete it sounds like a completely different song, but it gives it gives the ending texture, but it's a uh-huh. completely different song. Yeah, yeah. Um I tweeted about that. Um and someone gave me they were like, Oh, there there is an actual recording of that song for Dialer Song, um, and it's called Side Two. And it was literally that song that Flans just added to the end of See the Constellation for texture, I guess. And also Yeah, I'm still making my way through this. I'm still making my way through this because I just heard about these. I just sent you a link uh, in the mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger. Um, this person, that their YouTube name is Super Nintendo 64. Good name. Yep. And they uploaded both of these bootlegs. The link I sent you may have already been jumped ahead in the video. You may have to rewind it. But uh, cool. anyway... They are well. I was playing it in the car, and my wife, who is a They Might Be Giants fan, just because I've subjected her to them so much <laughs> that she became a fan. That's true love. She's heard a lot of their weirdest stuff. I mean, she was saying door to door Minotaur. She's like, "This is a really weird song," and that's saying something for They Might Be Giants. But I but was it's playing weird, but for a reason. <laughs> right, right. And I was playing her this Dial a Song, uh, the power of um, Dial a Song, and she was like. 
can we just listen to something else? I'm just too tired to like concentrate on this because some of the, especially the more Flansburger songs, you need to, like you said, you need to think about them to appreciate them. And that's, you know, that makes a good band. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it might be a catchy Linnell hook and then you have to think about it more, or it might be a weird song where you got to think about it a little first and then you appreciate it. You know, it kind of goes both ways. But so you need to check those out later. I think that's such a testament to like their two different uh, styles of writing because mm-hmm. it's like Flans kind of he 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 has one prompt and then he goes off on one, whereas Linnell is kind of like I think his stuff is still weird, but it's a very specific brand of weird mm-hmm. that is really palatable to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, whereas Flans is like I'm gonna take this and then I'm gonna experiment with it to no like there's no holds barred yeah i'm yeah. gonna experiment i'm gonna experiment like artistically you know i i'd be interested to to see you know just gauging um amongst different kinds of fans you know obviously we we all you know as super fans love both of the johns but mm-hmm. some of us you know will have a preference one way or another if you if you force you know us to admit it um and me just being like a student of pop music pop as in like throughout history because like Mm -hmm. jazz used to be pop music that was the popular music you know like the ability to write a melody that is going to get people get people's attention get them singing get them dancing and linnell has that power flansburg has that power too of course yeah yeah, but you know i will lean to linnell for sure but i would be interested to know if people who are into visual arts lean more towards flansburg I think less it being visual art. I, I don't know. I feel like it's a very personal thing for me, but also it's like, it's definitely kind of like pop kid versus art kid. But uh-huh. also the reason that I am so um, drawn to fans is because of his creative process. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's built upon uh, like constant uh, learning, constant just like having a drive, having that drive is, that's mm-hmm. such like, I'm so envious of, I'm not like, that's what I want to, that's what I want to strive towards. And he, the, the, the fact that he's in a popular band, um, but he, like both of them, to be fair, they never sacrifice their own artistic kind of needs. Like they're almost selfish yeah. in that, but it, <laughs> it always pays off. Hey, Greg, it's Marianne from Canada calling after the door-to-door Minotaur episode you do with Abby. Um, You had posed the question whether visual artists maybe tended to lean towards slams. And um, as a visual artist who's done a fair bit of performance art as part of my practice, I can say that absolutely the Flansburg sensibility is really appealing to me. And, um, like, I really have a soft spot for the earlier um, quote-unquote weirder stuff that they've done, like those DIY props that you talked about and the choreography and the stick. Like, I really love the stick. Um, so, like, door-to-door Minotaur, I feel like it's it's kind of weird if you compare it to the other murdered remains that came out, but if you think about it as part of their larger body of work, it's 
like I, I really, that, that weird stuff really appeals to me. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the door to door minotaur. Um, fantastic. Thanks for the podcast. I'm looking forward to all future episodes and, um, maybe you'll hear from me again. Thanks. They're so giving. They gave us so many fucking songs this year. It's crazy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but like, they wouldn't have done that if they didn't want to, which right. makes it even better, I think. They're and not I think doing it for like, money. I mean, you know, we we buy physical media, maybe. Do, do you still buy, do you buy vinyl, CDs, tapes, or do you just get them? Uh, I, buy, I buy CDs. I do, I stream yes. as well. As, yeah. Um, CDs! I, I, just really like, I just really like CDs. I There's just something about CDs that I just, I love the packaging and I like having a physical thing. It is the best Which, sounding media, and as someone who yeah. owns a recording studio, I can tell you I love vinyl too, but people who like vinyl and cassettes, they just like a little bit of on their recordings. They because, love that nostalgia. Because, love that nostalgia. Yeah, but like they can't tell you that it sounds better than CDs because scientifically they those two mediums cannot contain the same uh frequency range that a cd can mm-hmm. o- only cds or lossless digital files can contain the full sonic scope blah 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 nobody cares except me i care okay so i'm i'm i am stoked to see a young person into cds because I, ca- I i came of age in the cd era yeah uh, so i'm surprised to know that you're into cds uh, all the young hipsters over here are all about the cassettes and i'm like you're an idiot no like, no why? i mean I love I love cassettes. I don't like them in terms of I'm going to buy this thing to listen to it. Like I think I would love to have cassettes just because it's a cute cassette, and I love I love graphic design and packaging. So it's like sure. that's another thing. Um, it's a different shape to work with. Yeah, and like the J <laughs> the, card. Love- the J card is an interesting thing to because when I started when I was in bands, we were recording on eight tracks and we put out cassettes because it's the only thing you could put out as a mm. local band and designing a cassette packaging is a whole other thing, especially when mm-hmm. you can fold them out, flip, 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 flip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's so> cool. <laughs> the visual artist over here is drilling about some sort of like flip out art that, <laughs> that you're going to create someday. We, maybe we should get, uh, we should give a shout out to our listeners. If you're in a band, maybe uh, you should hire Abby and pay her to, make your uh liner notes and artwork please your, do that yeah please give me money to do what i love i've, I've hired <laughs> i've yeah my, my bands i've hired a lot of artists that have never done things for bands before um just because i like their art and they're like that's so cool my stuff's gonna be on an album cover i'm like we're not famous, you know. I mean, it's it's pretty cool but like we're not gonna make you a world-renowned artist well, but it's pretty it's, sweet it's, to collaborate it's really funny you say that, actually, because, um, you know, KMSU did the TMBG.love recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I entered, it's so crazy. I entered the coloring competition um, <laughs> just on a whim. Yeah. Um, and I tweeted it. And out of all of the things I've ever posted on, like, on social media of my art, that is the thing that got me a commission. Because <laughs> nice. some guy tweeted me. Because some guy tweeted me and he was like, oh, do you want to do my poster for the tour that I'm going on this year? And it's like, but <laughs> it was just awesome. like so surreal. It's, it's great, but it's just so surreal to me that it was like, out of all the things, a, a colouring competition for them, I'm trying to do that That's got me great. exposure. That's great. <laughs> have, yeah. you, have you made it yet? Probably not. Have you made oh, it yet? 
I mean, we only we only talked about it like yesterday. So. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. She's but probably still still planning the tour. That's awesome. Um, well, when you finish it, we'll uh, I'll retweet it from the uh, from the pod wow. account. I love this exposure. <laughs> yeah, we've got like 130 followers right now. We're just like killing it on the social meds, as the kids say. You've got to make the content for people to come and love you. So you're on the right track. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. MySpace was the way to go. I'm not even kidding. MySpace oh, was the best. I know, I know. I never was in MySpace, but it sounds amazing. And very music-based, which is weird. Yeah. Facebook sucks for band pages. Yeah. They make you pay for everything, or they make you want to pay for it, or else they don't show it to all of your people. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. So... <laughs> So we've talked a lot about Flans and how the residents and Flans uh, definitely influenced this song here. Door to door Minotaur or Minotaur or Minotaur. How are you pronouncing it? <laughs> I th- I've forgotten now. Minotaur? Min- Minotaur. No, that's how you say it. Mi- Minotaur? Oh, I say Minotaur. <laughs> Minotaur. So um, this song, like my wife, like I told you, my wife said, this is really fucking weird. And it is. And that's why mm-hmm. you love it, and I love it too. Just because if it can make, I don't love vo- it because it's weird. I love it. I love the fact why it's, it's weird. Yes, yes. <laughs> and okay, I also okay. love it as a song. All right, so um, give us a little more on that. Uh, yeah, it's weirdness. W- what do you make of its weirdness? Um. Well, like I said, I think the context makes it, big- and also as a person that listens to the residents outside of this, uh-huh. um, I think. It works really well. It works um, definitely. Well, it's interesting actually because it kind of calls back to some of the stuff that's on the commercial album, which is one of the Residence albums. Um, which is also people reference in. Oh my god, a kitty! People reference. <laughs> uh, people reference that album in particular because of fingertips. Because um, on the commercial album, the tracks there's a lot of really short tracks that kind of have no relation to each other, just like fingertips. Uh-huh. And I, th- I think, I can't remember, maybe it was on Tumblr or something, Flans, someone asked Flans about that, if it, it, if um, fingertips was a reaction to the stuff on commercial album. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, it, like it had literally, he didn't take um, influence from that at all because it was, mm. obviously they took influence from commercials. Um, but I think... There's like no possible way that they didn't get they didn't you know have some background influence. I mean what I've heard and I'm just remembering from my years of soaking up stuff from interviews and whatever else there were two reasons that I remember hearing about one was that they wanted it to be like um I don't know if you have Time magazine over there. I mean mm-hmm, you know yeah. about Time right? Okay, so yeah. so Time Life magazine presents and they would put out these compilation CDs. And I think they still do, but they used to put out a lot of them where, so you'd see a compilation CD, a commercial, and like the song titles would just kind of flow up the screen and you would hear like 10 seconds of each song. Yeah, like the the promo they did. Right. So it wasn't so much like, this is a commercial about passing the milk. It was like, this is, you know, this is a, as a a whole, yeah, as a whole, Fingertips is a commercial for a compilation album, you know, an album within an album. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the other thing that I heard was that, um, 
So Apollo 18 came out in 1992, and like CD players were more common in in the home. You know, like CD players were pretty expensive in the 80s, but by 92, like everyone had them, and mm-hmm. there were. Um, you could just play the CD straight through, but most CD players had some fancier things where you could like repeat a song. You can make the album repeat. You could shuffle. shuffle so I think it. their idea was that the shuffle, like having that many friggin' tracks on an album, if that you could shuffle it rather than like a, you know most albums would have like ten songs. Uh, that album with fingertips tacked onto it. If you shuffled it, you, there were like a million different possibilities, ways mm. you could hear the album. So those were the two reasons that I heard to defend fingertips yeah. as its own artistic. Uh, oh, I have experience. I have no doubt of that. I like <laughs> I totally agree with that. I think it's like. The residents were the influence to allow them to put that on the album. Like, sure, the fact that they're they're, they're an art collective is like that was kind of what they were bouncing off there. So, have the residents have like a million uh, members? Is that like why are they a collective? Well, think, um, yeah, I think it's it it's changed over time and stuff. And because you like there aren't any faces to it to a certain extent. Obviously, Hardy Fox was a face right. that was right. Um, like. Uh, that the an an anonymity. How do you even say that? Anonymity. Anim- that was, anonymity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that word. So um, that kind of lent itself to the fact that they could have rotating members and stuff. Uh huh. Um, and I think it's interesting about them not using their faces as a kind of. I mean, maybe the the eyeball masks are kind of like their own image, but like. Right. But they might be giants. They they made a point to never kind of put their faces on albums, album covers. Sorry, which I think was really popular around that time. Anyway, they always made a point because right. they didn't want to kind of connect them to their faces. Um, right, 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 right. Which is really interesting. Yeah, but then the residents, even in their music videos, didn't they always wear the eyeballs? Not just like promotional photos, but the videos and everything too. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. I mean, they but might be giants right off like, the bat. We're showing, you know, in Puppet Head, they were showing their yeah, their exactly. Faces. I was gonna say because uh, I, I I just love the kind of paper mache stuff that they used to use and like <laughs> the um, the eye masks and stuff. And yeah. it's like because that was when fans was just like probably still in well, probably coming out of edu- our education. He was he made the, that stuff himself, which is just really endearing to me. Yeah, um, it's it's adorable. They've been always just DIY to yeah, yeah just crazy. I, I think I really appreciate that. I think it's really, I don't know. I think that's kind of what gave them an extra kind of point of reliability, maybe or maybe like comfort. Um, I love that. Hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. My wife is telling me that upstairs, our other cat just bit her and oh no like what the hell our 12 year old black cat little gargoyle um <laughs> i hope she's okay well her I name's Nib- her name's control. her name's nibbler so i mean i guess we brought it upon ourselves yes but, you did you yeah. you gave her that destiny and this is fry get over here fry show your face wow again. two futurama references and two cats and our dog Hello. Is, our dog is leela Oh my goodness! And our old dog was Zap. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Fry has appeared on quite a few podcasts because he gets very needy when my wife isn't around, and 
He is currently Hi. rubbing up on my legs and he'll probably meow. And then here comes Leela. And and hilarity ensues. Yay. Oh my god, what a beautiful baby. Hey, can you please let Fry out? Fry, can you go away, please? Wow, it's like an impromptu Futurama episode. Oh, I know. It's almost weird watching Futurama now because like we're like talking <laughs> like about Futurama episodes. <laughs> and okay, now they both just ran upstairs. Wow. Uh <laughs> Anywho, uh, so it, do you think there's a resident song in particular that, I mean, they have fucking 30 albums from what I gathered. Yeah. Um, do, do you think Door to Door Minotaur is influenced by any particular song? Kind of like how you're saying like, oh, well, maybe Fingertips was influenced by the commercial album. Do well, you think, I think, does this draw from, does Door to Door Minotaur draw from any particular type of resonance song or era of the resonance? Because, I mean, I'm sure they've there put out... There is a lot. Right, like a lot of different stuff. There is stuff. a lot, and it's all really different. Um, is there a resonance song that we could play? I don't know if you'd be able to come up with one, like, quickly or not, to um, for me to plug in here for people who aren't resonance fans to be like, well, here's a song that is kind of fucked up in this in a similar kind of way. You know what I mean? Fucked up in a similar kind of way. There is one. I forget the name of it. Can you still hear me right when I... Yep. Okay. I did write it down somewhere. Um, I can edit out any dead air, so if you need to listen to something, that's fine. That's cool. I don't need to listen to it. I just need to... I'm just really bad with names. Um, Constantinople? <laughs> Constantinople, yeah. Also, the one-minute uh, movies. Actually, just watch that. Uh, watch that video. But kind of, kind of like stuff from the nineties, maybe I would say. But I don't know. Okay. I'm not. Um, I was just checking out the Meet the Residents album, and it is it is very different. But I think it it um, I think they mutated into something much different than than this first album. But uh, again, I'm, I think that's I'm, the, that's the nature of something being a art collective is like right, because right. there's so many different people i think it's more it's less that them it's less that they are trying to kind of meet a certain sound it's like just trying to meet a certain aesthetic which is i think definitely something that i really love about they might be giants mm -hmm. um 
there's there's like a vibe that they just stick to. Maybe it's impossible for them to not stick to that vibe, but uh, the one minute movies it's that's from the commercial album. So stuff like Picnic Boy and um, yeah, Medicine Man. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, what's that? Al- there's one. There's one album that I really like as well. Demons Dance Alone is also a really good album. Um, that's not really similar. To, I'm just saying that that album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad on this song that I got someone that uh, knows a little bit about who <laughs> influenced Flansburg yeah. to write this. Uh, so this song, um, the lyrics are freaky, mm-hmm. freaky deaky, you might say. Uh, he knew his way around the human body. He knew his way mm-hmm. around the human body. He knew his way around the human body. Three times he says that before he says anything else. And when you first hear it for the the very first time, and I think my mm-hmm. wife too, when she heard this, it sounds like it's going to get into something horribly sexual. You but, think so? But then well, he knew <laughs> his way fun. around the human body. Like it sounds like, uh, I don't know, it just could get into something horrific yeah. in a whole different way. But then he says... Never the right. scientist was considered kind of disgraced. Yeah. And then he resembled a minotaur, so it really kicks it up a notch there. <laughs> it's like from one to 100. Right. So it's like, he knew his way around a human body. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, so he's a scientist. All right. Okay. That makes sense. He resembled a minotaur. Oh, wait. Oh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and then later, uh, so he's going door to door, this disgraced scientist. Some people yeah. thought of him as like a Frankenstein. Now, one thing I want to ask you about: What do you think about this? So, Frankenstein is the name of this is this name of the scientist. Okay, so the scientist, right? As it's not to the, the monster. The monster, right? That's so. I think we should make that clear right now, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's what Flansburg means, right? So, just to make sure we're on the same page here, he's talking about the scientist, and not that the scientist. Yeah. But then he's saying he resembled a minotaur. So does the scientist is the scientist a monster? Literally, <laughs> this. this is- I, feel, I feel like um, it's interesting. I don't know. I feel like because there's kind of like the stuff that he's saying, mm-hmm. and then it, it feels like almost he's saying a response to what he's just said. So maybe like you could split the lyrics down into. Because it's like almost like a conversation. So it's like mm-hmm. he knew his way around the human body. And then there's maybe another person saying the scientist was considered kind of disgraced. Maybe. Yeah. So it's like two people having a conversation. This is what I I would. I wish in more They Might Be Giant songs, there would be conversations between the two Johns. Because those are my favorites. That's why spoiler alert is so good. One thing I even thought about putting out to like Twitter to the miscellaneous tea group, like why do they harmonize with themselves so much? Like for me, I can tell the difference between the two Johns very easily. It sounds like some yes. people are, are confused are sometimes confused about who's who singing. They, so, they sound so different. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But like they always harmonize with themselves. Like if they're stacking harmonies, like it'll be two Linnells or it'll be two yeah. Flansbergs. And then like here, when they're bouncing back and forth, like in a song like, Istanbul, for example, they bounce back and forth, the two Johns. But in mm-hmm. this song, if he's having a conversation with someone, why didn't he get Linnell in there to sing the... Per- first of all, <laughs> first of all, I think that's just my interpretation. Second of all, I think... Um, but I think, I think I'm agreeing with you on that. Do you think so? That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think um, the thing with the harmonies, I've noticed that as well because I love it. 
that's why I love the communists uh, have the music so much because the bit where it's like it's Linnell and then Flanders has got his verse and then it goes back. Right. I really, I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the harmony thing is because they've said like countless times before about um, their writing process is really, I think it's kind of, it's complete, like they're separate. If Flans is singing a song, nine times out of 10, he wrote that song right, right. and he, he did everything to it. Cause I think, and I, this is the most fun song ever. We can all agree. <laughs> so it definitely like, encapsulates I his. Uh, I, I don't think it was necessary for it to have Lynn on it, but I do love it when they do that. <laughs> and I do like I've heard that before too. But I understand like it is weird to me how separate they they write, or at least like what mm. you know what we've heard. But um, like for them to have been a duo for so long, I mean, I think I think there's definitely a lot of bouncing ideas off each other more when it's closer to the like here's a complete song and then the other John will give input on it. Mm-hmm. So like when it gets time to record, okay, so Flansburg has this very complete idea in his head, but he still could have been like, okay, John, here's, here's what I want you to sing. Like sing exactly this. And Linnell probably been like, okay, fine. Yeah. Like he's not going to make it a Linnell song, but like just to have two different, you know, timbres bouncing off of each other. It's just, I don't I know. It's, it's a very minor, before, a very minor, you know, quibble from my end. Like, no, I've, I've thought about it a lot before actually, but I think, um, they do what they need to do. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think maybe, this is just my interpretation, but their separation is probably a real contributor to, to how long they've been around. Like, there's no yeah. compromising of, so, like, they're not suddenly incorporating hierarchies, which I think would be an awful thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they've said, like, even Flan- Flansburg ha- says in... Uh, have you seen Gigantic, the documentary? I have seen that film five times. <laughs> yeah, I, I own it. Yes, I've seen it many times too. I think Flansburg says in there once, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a few years, that uh, he tries to keep up with Linnell as far as like yeah. hooks. And I could see like Linnell. And both basically, it's just basically like cuts of them going, John's a genius. John's a genius. Right, right, right. He's a genius. Right. I wish he knew how much of a genius he was. And at that it's point, so I'm like feeling bad for Flansburg. I'm like, you got to understand his importance in the group. Um, I understand his importance, <laughs> but I think I think there is something to that, and I think they should have gotten a, you know a shot of Linnell saying the same thing because it's got to go both he ways. He did say he did, he does did he? Say that. Okay, yeah, because like the it's not a competition, but it's kind of like you know like one. I, I'm in a band actually that has three songwriters. Um, my band Doppelpopolis, all three of us mm-hmm. have been frontmen in bands and we all write songs for the band, which caused, does that, which caused, does one, it cause problems? No, 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 no. Uh, it caused one reviewer to call uh, us to, to call our first EP like musical whiplash. And I'm like, that is amazing. That's awesome. I love that. That is very cool. I think he meant it as like, that's a downside is that it's too eclectic for a punk band. I mean, punk bands are usually pretty, every song's the same. Um, mm mm-hmm. And I'm like, musical whiplash, that's our new genre. And but so our bass player, Tim, he just like cranks out songs like crazy. And he's kind of a screamer. Um, so like <laughs> me and and Johnny, my <laughs> the other band member, he um we're the pop pop punk guys. And so we're like, well shit, I guess Tim brought another new song. I guess one of us needs to write one pretty soon, uh, so that we oh. have an even number of 
melodic punk songs and like screamy punk songs. So it's kind of like it's a team effort and we're writing songs incredibly quickly because of this. Mm, so he's be, kind of like the driving force. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he he spits out lyrics the, the easiest and Johnny and I definitely take more time with that uh, or we just fret about them too much and like edit and edit mm. and edit. But we're like, Tim has got another song that's ready to go. <laughs> you, you got anything? Cause I, yeah, yeah, you know, so it kind of, you know, I think that it could be a similar thing the the way the Johns work where it's like, I imagine Linnell trying to keep up with Flansburg. Cause I think Flansburg kicks out songs quicker than, than Linnell I, I does. I think he does. Yeah. Right. I think he does. Cause like, if you look yeah. at phone power or, or murderous, I think it, it's probably more, I mean, it's, it's close to equal, but I think there's more Flansburg stuff there than Linnell. I haven't gone through and counted, but. Um, he's got that art student <laughs> um, motivation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so right now I'm looking at Minotaurs. <laughs> wow. I'm on ancient.eu slash Minotaur. And you, do you want to hear about Minotaurs? <laughs> I always want to hear about them. I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> In Greek mythology, the Minotaur was a monster with the body of a man and the head and tail of a bull. The Minotaur mm-hmm. was the offspring of the Cretan queen Pasiphae and a majestic bull. Mm, little bestiality there, oh yeah. So, due to the Minotaur's <laughs> monstrous form, King Minos ordered the craftsman Daedalus and his son Icarus to build a huge maze known as the Labyrinth to house the beast. The Minotaur mm-hmm. remained in the Labyrinth, receiving annual offerings of youths. You better watch out, Abby. Uh, to eat, he was eventually <laughs> killed by the Athenian hero Theseus. Well, the word Minotaur is a compound word consisting of the ancient Greek name. I can't read that. uh, Minos and the, and the noun uh, bull. Yeah. So, so Minotaur means the bull of Minos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I actually learned about that in school. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you learn stuff in school sometimes, only sometimes. One time. And it was about Minotaurs. <laughs> this one time I learned about Minotaurs. Uh, the, the ancient Greek mythology is pretty fucking gnarly. They, yeah, they just did whatever they wanted. There's some, there's some really, really violent Germanic shit in there, and it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So this scientist, <laughs> he resembled a Minotaur, <laughs> and he's going door to door. I don't. I think I'd be a little freaked out if a, a Minotaur scientist came to my front door. I don't know about you. Guys, you're just not accepting enough, obviously. <laughs> I would welcome him with open arms. I'm a closed-minded like, Come into my house. Midwesterner. Yeah. And I'm just Mind like, rights. I'm just like this Minotaur guy rights. looks like an immigrant. He looks different than me. I don't like it. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> so some people thought of him as like a Frankenstein. Maybe it's playing with Frankenstein both ways in that the real Frankenstein is the scientist, but people yeah, think, think that Frankenstein not. is the monster. This guy's both. Yeah. He's like double Frankenstein. And he knew his way around the human mm-hmm. body. Uh, and this is like a two minute and five second song, something like that. Very short Less song. Less than that, I think. Yeah. So um, what do you think about the music in this song? It is a very, it's kind of, a sparse kind of song that I think that's why I like it so much because it's like, um, 
first of all, I just, I just, I just like it. I like Flan's speaking voice. I think it <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> um, and I think it works really well, kind of like, kind of almost like he's kind of uh, lending to what we said earlier about the conversation. It's kind uh-huh. of like we're hearing a conversation. Yeah. Um, maybe kind of like an, uh, a mythical story being retold or something. Because sure. the, the music in the background is kind of like, not whimsical. I don't know. I don't even know how you describe it, but it's yeah. very, it's very minimal. So it's kind of like you need to listen to these weird ass lyrics. It 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 reminds me of Rabid Child in a way because of that instrumentation uh, being so sparse. And I've already more things should be like Rabid Child. Yes. I love that shit so much. <laughs> I've already recorded a Rabid Child uh, episode, so don't you worry. Don't you worry. That song's been covered. It'll it'll be out sometime. Um, Featuring, if you've listened to the Alienations for the Rich episode that just mm-hmm. came out, that uh, Matt on that episode oh, no picked way. Rabbit Child as well. So uh, that's been I'm recorded. Yes. And just how it's got like Rabbit Child has like the spooky synthesizers. Do, 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 do. Like there's almost a similar mm-hmm. kind of thing in this song um, with like a little climbing synthesizer line that's yeah. kind of spooky in a way. Um, yeah. So I, well, yeah. Yeah. I just. Go on. I appreciate. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I just love synth. I love synthesizers. I love the really because I'm I'm really obsessed with a very specific synth- synthesizer at the moment called the Yamaha RX15, which is actually the one that they use on the Pink album. The uh, um, yeah, is that the uh, FM synthesis synthesizer or is that a different one? It, I don't think so. I think it's, it's just Yamaha RX15. I'm but, thinking um, of the DX. I don't know. I'm pretty so big many, into synthesizers so myself, letters. but I can only afford so many. My my main synthesizer <laughs> over there is, where is it? There it is. It's a Roland Juno 60 from 1982. Oh, that is beautiful. Six voice polyphonic analog synthesizer. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but I, I just, that kind of like specific uh, late 70s synth kind of sound, mm-hmm. I think um, the kind of like naive sounding synths that, not they don't sound real basically um, right yeah that's a big reason as to why i love the pink album um and i think it's kind of like a callback to that but um it, it's it it's like it's a really basic beat but it's still it's like an interesting melody yeah yeah and so so i wanted to yeah talk about the way that flansburg his the rhythm of his delivery here is very bizarre intentionally and i Mm -hmm. have a hypothesis that i um haven't seen anywhere in my googling uh about this song it's such a new song there's not very much on it Um, i mean even when it came out in dial a song it came out it came out in the fall, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It was yeah. fairly late in the year. So it is a really, really new song. Um, I think that they employed a technique. I'm guessing that he employed a technique that they used to use back in the 80s. Um, I'm trying to think what song specifically. But basically the, t- the technique was what I think is that when he recorded those vocals, he couldn't hear himself in his ears intentionally. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Because it makes you talk back slower. It makes you – yeah, in – Yeah, yeah, it makes you sound really odd. Um, Not that you would know, straight edge. Hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I get really caffeinated sometimes. Um, Oh, that's the best thing. (laughs) And, oh, what? 
Wait, hold on. Hideaway Folk Family. That's the song I'm thinking of. Hideaway mm-hmm. Folk Family. When he gets to the part, this is Leslie Downs with the Daily Dome Astrology <laughs> Report. And like he's saying it all oddly. Better hide away. Hello, this is Leslie Down with the Daily Home Astrology Report. Taurus, contemplate domestic turmoil. Aquarius, abandon hope for future plans. The reason that he sounds so weird is because they were either like he didn't the microphone wasn't like they call it monitoring like you can hear yourself while Mm -hmm. you're singing i think they turned that off and so he could hear the song but he couldn't hear his own voice he was hearing the music in his he was hearing the music in his ears and just trying to like say these words that he wanted to say but he couldn't get the rhythm very well because he couldn't hear himself or they had something completely different going in his ears. Like maybe during Minotaur, maybe he wasn't even hearing their track. It was just him like blindly, like groping in the dark, like saying these words just in whatever rhythm um, <clears throat> with like the resonance blasting in his ears. Who knows? You know, like that, that's I really hope so. Cause that sounds cool. Maybe he was listening to the resonance and he's like, okay, this, I want to, I want to sing my song, but I'm going to sing it while this other thing completely unrelated is in my ear. And just yeah. the, the scientist was considered kind of a disgrace and just like really <laughs> weird delivery. And it just right away when I heard it, it reminded me of that hideaway folk family. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Abandon hope for future plans. Just like so that's I, what, if if I ever get him on of. the podcast, I will ask him if that's what they did. And it, Oh please. If I nail it with that, I'm yeah, I will just crown myself king of the They Might Be Giants fans right now. So uh, I'm just gonna go <laughs> you, you already are that person. You know, I've I have kind of given myself that crown by just like grabbing this podcast idea. Well, um didn't I earlier say that I am the something of I'm the ultimate Flans fan or something so. ultimate Flans fan Flans, Flans fan girl. everything <laughs> sounds cooler with a British accent I'm jealous that is untrue but so <laughs> so I'm fairly certain that door to door Minotaur doesn't have any cover versions because um, as you've heard on some episodes there are some songs like I've got a fang I cannot find mm-hmm. a single cover of that song um, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. And maybe I should make one. I'm not seeing anything right now. So what I figured is that I would make play my own cover right here on air because oh I got God. I got a new synthesizer for Christmas and it's called a stylophone. Are you familiar with the stylophone? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love them. I love them. So I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to, hold on a second, I'm going to listen to just the beginning of the song again, because I was practicing just, I just got this yesterday, so, uh. That's so good. Okay, so, okay, okay. Wait, here we go. Live on air. I'm going to do this. This is my live cover of... 
<laughs> I'm at least 10 seconds of door-to-door Minotaur. Okay. Okay. Is this coming in on the mic? He knew his way around the human body. <laughs> That's it. Fin. I love that. Please, please continue. I feel like I just witnessed the beginning of something greater. So this this thing is pretty cool. I'll just apparently this thing has been around for fifty years. The stylophone, mm-hmm. uh, and it's apparently some guy. Uh, I could probably look up his name, but he's dead, so I don't think he'll Mr. care. Mr. Stylophone. Mr. Stylophone. He was fixing his kids' like toy piano or something, like a electronic keyboard. Uh, in the sixties and he found that it was almost easier to make the circuits do this where you touch it. So you're basically, you're completing a circuit by touching mm-hmm. the metal stylus to the metal. Like, cause these keys are just oh, flat. Wow. These, these are just flat. These aren't keys. They just have the keyboard, like basically drawn onto them, you know, designed. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. And when you touch it, you know, it completes the circuit and it's got three octaves. Holy crap. I really want that. Please give it to me. <laughs> this is forty dollars. It's not expensive. That's not a lot. And then it's got you know, vibrato I- too. Oh, beautiful! That sounds so cool. Holy shit! It's fun. That's a, I I love that. And it just takes all of those sounds are good. Three double uh, A batteries. You know, um, Linnell actually used a stylophone for, it's quite a famous uh, Particle Man cover they did. It was on some like morning show or something. Oh, crap. Well, uh... because yeah, like Linnell like, got it wrong and it was adorable and they all laughed and it was iconic. Particle Man, Particle Man, doing the things a particle can. What's he like? It's not important. Particle Man, is he a dot or is he a speck? When he's underwater, does he get wet or does the water get him instead? Nobody knows Particle Man. Triangle Man, Triangle Man, Triangle Man hates Particle Man. They have a fight, Triangle wins. Triangle Man. Universe Man, Universe Man, size of the entire Universe Man. There's blind to smaller man. Universe Man. Well, it's 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 got the keyboard on it, but since you're not pressing, it's essentially you're playing a keyboard with one finger. You know, it's yeah. it's a monophonic synthesizer. It can only make one sound at a time. So even if you had two styluses that you pressed, styli, styluses, and you <laughs> press and you put them both on there, it wouldn't w- work or something. Something about the electronics. You know, monophonic. All, well, all synthesizers were monophonic at first. My favorite synthesizers are the ones that can do fuck all because you have you you're forced to kind of deal with it. You are such an artist. In whatever. Yeah. You're, you're such an artist, and I like that uh, idea, too, that you put restraints on yourself and then work within those restraints, mm. whether it's music well, or... Well, that is... Yeah. The band was founded upon that idea, I feel. Kind of like they... 
they only had so much to work with. They only had so much time. They only had so much like money. Right. Um, right. And it's like, that's why that the start, like they were founded upon needing to make music for some reason. And I think creating the dial a song service and what's so cool about them coming back around to it is that that was such a limitation. Um, exactly. That, exactly. Yeah. That like, I think I heard something like they couldn't use long notes or something like sustained tones would like, force oh, yeah, they, it couldn't to cut too, they couldn't go high. I didn't, they couldn't go high. something like that. Yeah. And also like the tape was only so long and you know, their songs are short and I think that partially influenced it. Um, yeah. which is cool that they're still doing it and they're cranking out a lot of songs that are all like two to three mm-hmm. minutes long and it's amazing. So is there anything else we need to say about door to door Minotaur before we wrap up this, this, how did we, um, how did we go an hour on a song that's two minutes and is just like a couple months old? We, we digress. That's um, what podcasts are for. That is true. Anything else about door to door? I literally think I covered everything that I wanted to cover, <laughs> even though it was around in a roundabout way. I think if the Minotaur um, came to my door and they were selling uh, Girl Scout cookies, I would be like, "Yeah, give me some cookies. Wow. I don't care how weird you look and how you've you've changed. How much of Earlier a disgrace? Like, yeah, I've I've grown a lot during this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this this disgraced scientist. If you got cookies, scientifically delicious cookies, mm. I'll, I'll I'll eat them." So, uh, Abby, the last thing to do is to r- score this song. If you're going to score Door to Door Minotaur, uh, I know I used to be able to surprise people with this, but you knew I was going to make you score it, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. Didn't you think about this ahead of time? I didn't. I haven't scored it. <laughs> if yeah, I usually wait until I'm doing it on the fly. I like to talk about the song first and then think of my score because mm-hmm. sometimes my guest influences me as to how much I like the song. Um, wow! Gain, I love you. Yeah, gain a deeper appreciation for this song uh, from an artiste such as yourself. So, <laughs> one to ten, any sort of in betweeners, decimals, or whatever are fair game. What would you score door to door Minotaur? Um, well, hmm, I would say. I would say an eight, but only because I want it to be longer. And also, I don't know, but also it, it's good because it's short. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where else could, know, he, could he go with that? I'm imagining other verses, and it might just... Only he knows. Yeah, I, yeah, only Flans knows. Where Where know. are the I'll lost give, verses of Door to Door Minotaur? <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd give it a ten, but I don't want to see him like... <laughs> well, okay, so I gave Dr. Worm a ten. And that oh, that okay. has kind of been my like gold standard okay. that I'm comparing the rest of the songs to, and it's Doctor Worm like your like ultimate. Oh god, song. yeah, that's why my band covered it. Uh, well, I'll tell you the the Anna Ing episode is coming out in two weeks. That I gave a nine point nine. Uh, oh, I know. See, I got to give myself room. Like, okay, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm, so you're giving I'm it an eight. My- or you're going to change. Think I'll give I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Because, yeah, you got to think about, do you have an absolute favorite They Might Be Giants song? Because I kind of influenced you to pick some newer ones, but do you have an absolute favorite? And if it hasn't yet um, been claimed, I will let you be on that episode too. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, no, I don't have a favorite, but I do have some favorites, so I'm going to, I'll list them. I, lo- I love Rabbit Child. I love... Taken. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I love Sapphire Bullets. 
I love um, Snowball and Hell. God, I love Snowball and Hell so much. Oh. I love um, I love Celebration. I love. Do you want to be on the? Do you want to be on the? Do you want to be on the Snowball and Hell episode? Holy shit! I forgot that. Yes. Yeah, but okay. It's like, that's a big deal. All that's right. A big deal. Yep, you're on it. Okay. And um, I also love Psychops Rock, and I also oh. love Mink Car, and I also love Banks. Oh God, that's just a whole Mink Car album. <laughs> Mink Car is a great love album. All time what? I fucking love that album. It's so great. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> on KMSU, Flans was like, he he literally said that Mink Car was a better album than John Henry, and I agree. Hmm. Yeah, I I would agree too. Um. Yeah, I think I might have some exclusive episodes having people like rank straight up rank albums because that, I mean, it's every fan, it's going to be different, you know. Yeah, there's so many albums. So, okay, so, so let's say Snowball and Hell, I'm assuming you would give a 10. I mean, I'm just giving a preview of the episode. So, if that's a 10, Door to Door Minotaur is a seven. See, that seems reasonable. Okay, maybe right. I don't know. I feel I'm so scared. <laughs> I feel like this is like the most important moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you have a lot of life left to live, me. This is uh, this is just the the dumb podcast that I'm doing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this, it <laughs> yeah, but this is reflective. This is reflective of my appreciation for the Marble Giants, which in itself is a very important thing for me. Sure, That's like oh, they're important to I me. Need, I, I wouldn't be doing this. Know, I know. I need people to know how I appreciate them. <laughs> And if it is a valid way of appreciating <laughs> So what score are you going with? Are you sticking with seven? Okay, uh, seven is fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I am going to give Door to Door Minotaur. I, I definitely appreciate it more um, going through the episode for sure. My my scores, I think, would definitely, as a whole, you know, raise from beginning of episode to end, really, with any They Might Be Giant song. Because just really getting into the nitty gritty of it, like really yeah. going over the lyrics, really going over the arrangement, you know, whatever story is behind it, just makes me appreciate any song. Um, but, you know, that said, it is a very new song, so it hasn't had a whole lot of time to sit with me. It's got that disadvantage that it's so new. Um, yeah, I think I listened to it for like two hours on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> <One time. laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six, which means I like it. You know, it's not like, like it's not like I'm, I'm giving I'm it a one. Right. What was it before the episode? Five. Okay. I got to leave a lot of headroom for, for stuff like birdhouse. I mean, you know, I got to leave I a feel, lot. Of I feel like a five, I, I'm happy with that. Five is a I'm, passing I'm grade it a seven. and I'm giving it a I'm six. Giving it a seven. Sure. Yeah, well, I'm giving it a seven as a person who thinks that the sun shines out of their ass. <laughs> Not to be the most British person ever. That was a very British thing to say. And you don't get much sun, sunshine over there. So, you know, yeah. you got to get sunshine from the asses, you know, that, that you can get. So, uh, I think, I think with that, we will wrap up this episode. Uh, awesome. and, thanks so much for being on and, and thank you so much. being on at two. Is it, what is it? What time is it over there right what now? What time is it now? I'm not sure what time it is now because my phone won't tell me. Is it 3? I think it's about 3 It's about three a.m. <laughs> These are my do main you, functioning hours, though. Do you, do you want to do Duncan, of course, of course, still? Tonight? Tonight? You keep talking? I, it's 20 past 3, by the way. Um, I could do. I haven't really... I didn't... I haven't written notes about it or anything, <laughs> but I can talk about it on the fly. Yeah, we can jump in and see what happens. Okay, so, well, that'll do it for uh, another episode of this 
might be a podcast. And um, yeah, we're going to record another episode. So for now, This Might Be a Podcast is engineered, mixed, mastered, produced by me. I do all of the stuff. We are hosted by punknews.org and are part of the Punk News Podcast Network. Please go listen to the OG Punk News Weekly Pod. It's a uh, roundtable focused on punk and rock and roll, but often discussing other genres. Uh, And that uh, podcast is just called the Punk News Podcast. And then my other podcast through the Punk News Network is called Best Midwestern. It is all about Midwestern music. Again, with a focus on rock, but we've been doing a state-by-state project, and we just released our episode on South Dakota. We've already done episodes on North Dakota, Missouri, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan. So go listen to those. We talk about uh, the history of music in the States, talk about all kinds of genres, and then get up to modern music with a focus on underground, punk, rock, emo, indie, etc., so check those out. The Punk News Podcast, Bestman Western Podcast. Go check out punknews.org. We post articles about these very episodes, and you can chat with people on there as well. Please call and leave us a voicemail, 224-801-2930. Let us know what you think about Door to Door Minotaur and my murdered remains in general. Uh, you can email us, too, at um, thismightbeapod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at This Might Be a Pod, Facebook.com slash This Might Be a Podcast. And, um, uh, yeah, give us some feedback. What do you think? Tell us your opinions. I might have you on as a guest as well, just like Abby. So, with that, I bid you adieu. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Going door to door. The scientist was considered kind of disgrace. Going door to door. Some people thought of him as like a Frankenstein. A Frankenstein. A Frankenstein. He knew his way around a 